the fact that they wanted two first-round picks for Alex Caruso is like the funniest thing I've ever seen. So he's obviously going to be untouchable. Yeah, I mean, Alex Caruso starts for, for a lot of teams. I don't He's very good. But people were complaining that Turner wasn't worth a first-round pick at the beginning of the year. And I wouldn't know. Caruso... Do you think Caruso is more was more valuable at the beginning of the year? There has been disfavors. At the, yes, at the beginning of the year, yes, and yes. Welcome back to another episode of From the Rafters podcast. Your host Connor Mahoney, Jake Lane, and Ben Bailey. Episodes release every Wednesday at eleven Eastern time and are available on Spotify. Follow us on Twitter at From the Rafters. Welcome back to another episode of the From the Rafters podcast. I am Connor Mahoney, joined by Jake Lane and Ben Bailey. Um, In today's episode, we got a lot of NFL news and um, that sort of stuff. You know, championship games, um, short little Super Bowl preview, um, the thoughts on the new Pro Bowl format, uh, Ben's top five running backs in the upcoming draft, college basketball upsets of the week, including IU is back in the top 25, IU versus Purdue this weekend, and then a look at NBA and NFL officiating, what's going on there, um, how has officiating been this year in the two major leagues in the United States. So first, boys, how are we doing so far? Jake, got yourself an iPad, been watching some movies? Yeah, got it. We're watching movies. Yeah. Ben, you got anything new? You're going to the Lakers and Pacers game, hoping to see that LeBron record. Yeah, but I don't think it's going to happen because he's going to have to average 58.5 points for the next two games. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see. I think it'll just be fun to like see how close he'll get after the next two games. But he is playing the Knicks, so I wouldn't be surprised if he goes crazy against the Knicks. Uh, for myself, um, not too much going on. Uh, started to watch some movies now because Jake's got me in that movie mood, you know. But um, caught a dub this weekend, so can't be complaining about anything so far. With that being said, let's get into those championship games. Let's start with uh, the first game, Eagles versus the 49ers. Injury-plagued 49ers. Um, I mean, once Purdy went out, I think that game was over. I don't know. I mean, I mean, it was over for. I mean, for fans, everyone knew should thought should have been over, but it took a whole. Uh, what, twenty eight minutes for the Eagles to get anything going really, and then it was Josh Johnson fumbling the ball that kind of sealed the deal. But I don't think that game should have been as close as it was for as long as it was with with Josh Johnson in the game. You know. Whoa. But yeah. The game, yeah, I would say it was over when Josh Johnson went down. I'd say it was over, yeah, yeah, because it wasn't over until midway through the third, really. Because once Josh Johnson went down, then they couldn't throw the ball. Yeah, I think the Eagles got to like, okay, let's not do anything that could risk. Like, I mean, at that point in the game, you want to keep going, but you also don't want to do anything that could risk turning the ball over right? like they didn't take any risks on offense after Purdy and Johnson went out because I mean you didn't need to the only way the 49ers were going to win that game is if the defense 
created some turnovers where they got the ball in Philly's own half. Yeah, and might as well just run the ball at that point, which they did. It's kind of boring after that third quarter. The fourth it, was, quarter. it was a boring game. It wasn't yeah, enough. It was. Um, as an Eagles fan, it was a boring game. Um, I would say. Well, they did the right thing to win. I was. I would say. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I didn't like. I didn't like how that game went for either team. You would have thought the four riders would have had something strung together just in case. You know that happens. They clearly were very. I mean, it just seemed like they had no. Like it was just no, no. They reacted to it the same way we did. Nothing they could do once Rock Purdy went down. But um, yeah. So, um, my biggest takeaway is um, offense was not up to par. The O line did its job as usual. Shout out to Lane Johnson for playing through a torn groin injury um dude's a stud but uh definitely some things need to be figured out on offense uh it was not a good day for Hertz in my opinion he missed some key passes that could have put that game away sooner especially one to AJ Brown but um hats off to Hassan Reddick um if you're not paying attention to him um you need to start doing so um made a tweet earlier just um he's second in sacks this year and he's a He's not a candidate for a defensive player of the year, but he should have been. Yeah, I mean, knew how to, I don't know. Knew how to tear a UCL. I feel like we should. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't think about this until. I mean, never mind. I'm just not gonna speak on it. Um, no, speak on it. No, I can't speak on it. I'm not allowed to because I don't get pooped on it for speaking on it. Robert Quinn had 18 and a half sacks last year and was not considered for anything. I mean, I feel like I mean, I don't know if it, I don't know what the standards are. Um, yeah, I mean that's something I would I like, like, agree with. My thing here for it is outside of so inconsiderate. Uh, you think about Parsons and Bosa. Who's on the other side of Bosa? And who's on the other side of Parsons? Parsons has Lawrence over there. Those guys are kind of... I still think Hassan Reddick has played really well. It's just there's Sweat, and then there's a lot of guys in the middle that take away from the guys that they could put on him. You know, you can't double you can't double Hassan Reddick because then you'll have someone else. That's why the Eagles led the league in sacks because they're rare. That, that's... Like that's the only thing, my only reason, and that's the same reason Khalil Mack wasn't a defense, defensive player of the year candidate in, in 2018, as the Bears led the league in sacks because everybody could sack, everybody could, everybody had a good pass rush. I think that plays a big part of it. But Hassan Reich has been very good this year, and you're gonna get a payday. I don't know. Is he on one year? I don't even know what. Uh, it was free agent when we signed a four year deal with him. Oh, really? Wow. That's steel then, because there's no way he signed for that much. Because he was poopy. I think it was like four. Nine. was. I think it might have been sixty-five. Really? You got that much? I mean, he wasn't bad where he played elsewhere. I was a five. It was a five. It could have been fifty-five. But I thought it was sixty-five. Uh, he signed a three-year, forty-five million. So gave him some money. But I mean, he's rightly earned that he's played to that this year. So. Not going to complain in any way about that. Um, 
I don't got much more for that game. I don't know if you guys got any more for that game either, or should we just move on to the night game? I mean, all I was going to say is uh, that was a bad game for the Eagles, and if I'm the Eagles, that's the game that you want it to be bad. Yeah. Go into the next game playing really well. Which, I mean, both teams will have two weeks to uh, heal up from injuries, so. I think... I think it just showed how much... I mean, the Eagles obviously played bad and got into the Super Bowl. I think it just showed how much better the AFC has been and is than the NFC. I mean, the team... This isn't like anything at the Eagles. Like, the NFC is just so bad. I think team by team in the AFC is so much better, but, like, in the point... I feel like the Eagles will still be a top team in the AFC. It's just the fact that they wouldn't be... What what were they, like... 14 or 16 right or 16 Jalen Hurts is 16 and 1 so yeah 16 and 3 right now yeah so they want to be 16 and 3 they'd probably lose a few more games but I think they'd still be in a top situation and just sucks for a team like like Buffalo or the Bengals or but they're stuck I mean every team that wants to can beat or the Jaguars or every team in that playoff you have to beat Mahomes and that's hard that's not easy to do and the NFC you gotta beat. I mean, yeah, it was good. the Giants and a fifth string quarterback. Yeah, but when you get the one seed, you deserve to have the easiest path to the Super Bowl. So they're there. I mean, good for Philly. Patrick Mahomes coming back. Um, had that ankle injury. Travis Kelsey had back problems. They still got the win. Um, controversial game. Probably one of the most controversial games in NFL history, coming from a ref point of view. Um, a lot of NFL rigged comments. I, like I, um, I think I've seen stuff on it. I personally don't believe the NFL is rigged. I don't like to believe that it is rigged either, um, which might be part of the reason why I don't uh, think it is. NFL is not rigged. I think refs just—they're just not good. They're human. We're like they're making—they're making bad mistakes. And um, my thing is—is is if you watch that game. The Bengals were playing like their worst football since when they were not playing very good at the beginning of the season. Like, they weren't playing good at all. There's no reason they sh- should have been in the game anyways. It was obviously the Chiefs game to lose at that, I mean, at halftime, it was the Chiefs game to lose. Like, the Bengals had no no re- no business winning that game based off how they played. Like, the refs, the thing is, is if you play better, you don't leave the game in the refs' hands. And all like if you're that team, if you're supposed to win a game, you don't put the game in the refs' hands to take to help you win or whatever. I thought I thought the Bengals played poor. I didn't think they played well at all. I will say they did. They were pretty beat up on the offensive line, but six sacks by Kansas City. It's yeah. going to affect it. So can't blame them for playing bad. But let's stop acting like they played like phenomenal and got. Screwed out of a chance or out of a Super Bowl appearance, like they just didn't play good. Um, I think for the just the situation, obviously it's high stakes and that type of thing. No matter what, when we go into the Super Bowl here, there's going to be a questionable call that everybody's going to the NFL rigged comments are going to come back out. No matter who wins that game, I think it doesn't matter. Uh, it depends on the so, No, but I've. The NFL rigged stuff is only coming out now because it's all the marketing that can now be used for yeah. it. Kelsey's the Kelsey and the other read everything. It's, it's so much more. If it was the 
Bengals versus the Eagles, it would be st- it wouldn't be as profitable as it is now. See, but I would argue more people would tune into the Bengals and Eagles because more people would root for it's Super the Bengals and the Chiefs. Thing it wouldn't change. It's Super Bowl. Everybody's gonna watch it. Yeah, it doesn't matter. You can say you're not. People are gonna say they're not gonna watch it. You're gonna watch the Super Bowl. It does not matter who plays in it. And it's also like people are saying because like the Kelseys now just started the podcast this year and now out of nowhere, you know, both of them are in it. Yeah, there's some there is some uh, stuff there, but I don't think it, I don't think it's anything freaking like. It looks rigged, but again, it's like one of those situations where we go back to what year was it, 2018, where the Saints literally got. Yeah, it's just it's just human error. I mean, we've seen it. Um, I'm gonna use the Bears for example. I mean, they've gotten absolutely hosed on. I think it was against the Dolphins where Claypool got like. The Steelers last year on Monday Night Football, time and time again, Justin Fields not getting calls. The Bears get hosed time and time again. And who's going to fix it? No one. No one's fixing this. You've got to get experience, and you've got to get requirements to be a ref. Bring all, They got rid of all those rules, a lot of the requirements they used to have, and now there's this new era of refs, and it's hurting the week, I'm afraid to say. Because there's so few to find. Well, if you need someone, I'll go ref. I'll do a better job than half these plumbers and firefighters out here. I'd never do that job. I'd go out there. I I can call when he's grabbing someone. I can call. I can throw a flag. It's not that hard. Or when someone's getting held, I can throw a flag. Or you know, it's just. Do that. I don't know. You don't ref games where you have biases. We saw this in the Lakers Celtics game last week. Not to just jump across there. Literally, the ref that didn't call the foul on Jet, um, his family was his family is Celtics fans. That didn't call the foul on LeBron or on Jason Tatum. His family is Celtics fans. That guy had no business refing that game. Twenty six and two when we're or something like that when yeah. refing the Celtics game. The Celtics win. I'm so dumb. So that, that's just the league messing up that. That gives the fans unfair. Or make sure to takes away from the fans who's repping takes away from the team that's playing ruins the integrity of the game it's just dumb yeah. refs are a problem um so anything else you guys want to add to that game i mean do you guys think the better team won uh yes i think the better team won that game i would say the same thing where we're talking about the Bengals team yes i think the better team won that game yeah but, uh, you know, it's kind of the same situation we had with Nick Sirianni last week uh, with that conversation. Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mullins could have handled themselves a little bit better for that one. I don't know. Oh. The mayor shouldn't have said anything. The mayor shouldn't have said nothing. Eli Apple should never open his mouth. No, but Patrick Mullins never Patrick Mahomes talking about how open so disrespected by No, he said that. He's talking about how everyone will Orlando Brown say that. Okay, Orlando Brown said how cares about Orlando Brown. He was bad this year. Oh uh, I mean every team in the NFL considers Patrick Mahomes a top two quarterback. I don't know. Don't act like yeah, let's stop acting like he's been disrespected or whatever. No. Everyone knows who Patrick Mahomes is and everyone knows what he's capable of doing. When he doesn't do it, that's why they make fun of him, because there's no reason he shouldn't have won that game. No reason they shouldn't have beat the Colts. There's no reason they should have should have won any game because he's got the talent to run the table all season long. That's why. Yeah, and then the only thing that I had with 
Kelsey is that, like, I don't think you call Mayor a jabroni. That's the only thing. Well, you act like a jabroni. You're a jabroni. Yeah, but still. I don't know. I feel like if you're making those comments, you're warranted some backlash from the players if your good team loses. Like, it just, like, you're running that risk whenever you. He wasn't the one to come up with Burrowhead. Burrowhead Mines. This is Mahomes' house. That was that was fire line. That was when I when I was watching the game, I was like fire line. Like that was straight fire from Travis Kelsey right there. You know, oh my god. I mean, that's just how he like. I I, I like. I'm not mad. I don't think fire. I know. We've talked about like there's characters in the NFL, but that's what makes the NFL what it is. Like you don't want they, everybody being somebody who's just gonna the Chiefs in the game, and they're like. Oh yeah, they they did talk about some criticism, you know. We, I think it's yeah, different. I think there's a different stage there. I think, um, if it's Nick Sirianni or a head coach that gets up there and does that, then it's like, really, dude, like you're a head coach, bro. A player is completely different. I think. I mean, the mayor was literally saying that Joe Burrow was Patrick Mahomes' father. Like that's dish it out, take it back, son. You know what I mean? You jabroni. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think it. Their emotions were so high because they were 0-3 against Burrow. So, I'm sure that helped bring it out at the end of the game, too. Know your role and shut your mouth, jabroni. All right. Short Super Bowl preview. We got two weeks, so we're not going to go deep into it until next week, I figure. Um, But what are your guys' initial thoughts on the, the matchup? What you're excited to see in that game? Um... I've gotten my thoughts. I had my thoughts after the first game on Sunday. Super Bowl has already taken place. But do not. Super Bowl took place Sunday night. They should send the rings to Kansas City or start making the rings, in my opinion. We'll see what happens. But that's where I... That'd be an expensive mistake, well, buddy. Let's see if it's a mistake. Send the Philadelphia Super Bowl championship shirts to Africa. Get them on their way there. That's just my thoughts on that. I don't know. I just thought the I thought they yeah, did not play very good, and I thought I thought it. I don't know. I just like the Chiefs in this one a lot. We'll talk more about uh, uh, like predictions next week, but I don't know. I'm more excited to see what type of. Uh, oh, we're doing that. Oh, we're not doing predictions. Well, I thought that's what that was. Sorry. Yeah, that's fine. Um, I'm more excited to see the good old uh, what they're gonna do for. Uh, why can't I advertising the game? I feel like there will be a lot of Kelsey stuff. I think um, we're really going to come down to how the Eagles run the ball. If they can run the ball very well and air it out, the Eagles obviously play a lot better when they are able to do both. They ran the ball very well this past weekend, but they didn't throw the ball that greatly. If they're able to do that, it's going to be a shootout. I think. I don't know. I don't know what. I just don't know the disadvantages of the Chiefs. Their secondary was beat up and played a pretty good game. Can we just go back to the Sunday night game and last week and how I said if it's a shootout, the Bengals are going to win, but if it's a defensive game, Kansas City is going to win, and everyone looked at me like I was crazy? I don't remember that. Called that. You jump in. My only take is um, if Hurts plays, um, plays well, if he plays like he plays last week, the Eagles aren't going to win. Plain and simple. But you think you think he's a difference maker? I think he is a difference maker in this game because the Eagles team 
If you look at it team-wise, Eagles team. the Eagles team is better. That O-line is better. That D-line is better. Oh, I agree. I'm not either. Like, mm. yeah. they got they got better weapons at wide receiver. Not tight end, of course. I'd wide receiver. I don't know. I just, I mean, Patrick Mahomes is just. Patrick has I don't the like... experience, but. There's been a few times where the Eagles have not played up to par. And there's been a few times the Chiefs have it, but I think the Chiefs' best games have been better than the Eagles' best games. With far less on the team for the Chiefs. Well, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's, just, it's hard to do this because the Eagles still, I don't like doing this. Here we are, they're going to the Super Bowl, but they have still played no one. Like, they've played Trevor Lawrence. Like, that's the quarterback they, some good quarterback they beat. Uh, and they did it. Oh, well, that's earlier in the year. I thought you were talking about that. Yeah, themselves. I know. I mean, and then they just beat Josh Johnson to go to the Super Bowl. And I feel like that's fair to say, like, they got there, but, like, that's fair criticism. They haven't played a team that's at the Chiefs level until now, and that's what you, I mean, that's what you wanted it. They've got to beat them. No, I understand having the doubts. They haven't, they haven't had the opportunity to play, like, the team like the Chiefs yet, so you don't really know. You don't know. You don't know. And that's, I think that's the beauty of it. You don't know. I hope it's going to be a good game, obviously. I think Philly wins. It'll be a good game, but yeah, we'll we'll talk about that more once we get to it. What we do know is both teams will have more wins than the Cardinals at their home stadium. I did pull that off of like online somewhere, so I think it was like PFF or something. But not a shot at the Cardinals, but it was kind of a shot. Oh, did they? Um, they won one home game. And the Eagles, the Eagles and the Chiefs have both won at Arizona Early this year. Yeah. I did not, oh, yeah. Anyways, um, we're gonna transition into the Pro Bowl. Um, it's a new format this year. Last year, I mean, something had to change. Um, they've added flag football. Um, they're keeping the skill of competitions. Um, what are your guys' thoughts? Will you be tuning into the no. Pro Bowl? I didn't know not today. Tyler Huntley was going to be playing in it. I will not be tuning into the Pro Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Have they announced NFC quarterbacks yet? Yeah, I just don't know who they are. Repl- like replacements. And yeah, oh, who's replacing him? Um, I saw who was replacing Jalen Hurts just like ten minutes ago. Uh, so it's Gino. They haven't updated Gino. No, they did replace it, and they did. They said who it was. Um, yeah, Gino and Kirk. And can someone name some um pro NFL quarterbacks out there? Rodgers. No, not Rodgers. Dak. I feel like it might be Dak. I don't think so, but hold on, Gion. I really feel like it could be him. They, I saw it. Jared Goff. Yep, that's what it is. It's Jared Goff. Um, Fair. Well, I had, before they announced that, I had written down who I thought should be replacements. I had Justin Fields as a replacement for Jalen Hurts. Appreciate you, my boy. I don't know. I think what he did with that team this year, what he was able to do, he deserves a spot in the Pro Bowl. Yeah, he probably wouldn't even play because he didn't play. He didn't play the last week. So. Yeah, because he was injured. That might be part of the reason why. No. But um, I think he at least should have deserved some recognition. But you know, that's how it is. Um, yeah, not too much the Pro Bowl. I mean, it's it's been on its way out for a while now. It's not. It's very much a joke. Yeah, um, Ben. 
top five running backs in the draft. We'll get to it. What do you got? Okay. Thing number one is everyone already knows who he is. Everyone already believes who he uh he is number one. Pretty sure he's declared. But uh Bijan Robinson from Texas. Man was insane this year, had eighteen rushing touchdowns, over uh fifteen hundred yards rushing. Uh I looked up his forty time, it was a four four nine, which I did not believe is true. What are you talking about? Bijan. Oh what I'm gonna say. Uh, I really don't know how to, like, player comp them, if I'm being honest. It's a lot easier to uh, player comp uh, quarterbacks, in my opinion, because they have, like, similar skill set and stuff like this. But, uh, yeah, number one is Bijan. I'm not going to give player comps today because that was too much to come up with, in my opinion. I was going to have to watch way too much stuff. (laughs) Uh, Number two... Uh, out of Alabama, I got Jameer Gibbs. This guy's... Um, uh, Alabama didn't really rely on him too much this year, but he show, uh, I think he's number two because uh, he allows a good receiving option out of the backfield. Not bad. And um, then, I mean, I feel like those Alabama players are always set up really good going into the drafts, in my opinion. Number three, out of UCLA, I got Zach Charbonnet. He, I think he was second in rush yards this year or something like that. Um, a lot more of a elusive back. Doesn't really break a lot of tackles. Uh, looked really good for UCLA this year, who really wasn't... I mean, did they even get ranked at all? UCLA? I don't think so. I thought they were at some point. They were. They were, too. But, I mean, he had a good quarterback with him, but he lo- it looks like he carried the load a lot. Um, Number four. Who do I got? Okay, number four, I got Tank Bigsby. Yeah, from Auburn. Played really well. Uh, You know, with a name like Tank, you would think that he would be more of a power rusher, but I really don't. I mean, he's got that slow, slower forty time in a four four eight, and he breaks a lot of tackles. It just depends on. Uh, he's really not that heavy set, from what I looked for, but he could get heavier. Uh, I think it would be really interesting to see how these guys do with their um, with their bench press because I know, I mean, a lot of people saw it as Saquon was the top guy. And now he was good at breaking tackles, but how good would he be at, like, trucking people and stuff like that? And then you saw that he, like, had an insane bench that day. And then, it, I mean, nowadays he could just run over anybody. And finally, at number five, I have Devon Achani out of uh, Texas A&M. Uh... The only reason why I have him at number five over um, other people is because the man runs a four-two-four. He's insanely fast. I think if you teach him how to really receive out of the backfield, it'd be hard to stop him. Uh, but yeah, Devon Achani, 
rounds out the five out of my top five. Better running backs. What do you got next week? Wide receivers. Wide receivers. I'm excited for those. Got some good ones there. I'm excited to get into the draft stuff. Um, hopefully we got Mr. Kevin going on. I, I mean, just gotta talk to him. Done. Getting some schedule stuff worked down in us. Doing some stuff. Talk Colts off season more. Working, talking to some people about Bears stuff. Got some people in mind that are interested to come on and that interest interested in coming on. And that I don't really know any Eagles people, but we'll find someone that wants to come talk Eagles football with us. Um, probably not next week because they'll be on a Super Bowl. Well, no, no, no. probably be a little bit. It'll be a while. We're gonna, we're gonna have some other heads strike a little bit, so it might be a couple of months before we let any Eagles fans come on here and talk off season, especially if we find them from Philly. Oh uh, yeah. More anybody? No, Eddie Eagle said it. We're gonna have to let him call. Connor, Connor's a little mellow. Yeah, but if he yeah, probably because they didn't grow up in Philly. He ain't won the Super Bowl yet. He ain't won the Super Bowl yet. And when they do, what? what we won it once. I was, you know, I was, I was around them when they won the first one. It was mellow. That bad. Shocking, shocking to me. Um, thanks for your top five running backs in the draft, Ben. College basketball upsets of the week coming up right now. Uh, Georgia over Auburn. They've already beat them once this year. I'm I called Cincinnati over Houston, and it was close. Cincinnati was winning by like twenty at one point and lost. That sucks. I had Michigan over Purdue, long shot, but at least it was under ten points, so that made me happy with that pick. I called the USC one. My guys, right? Yeah. yeah, look at me. This week, you know, I don't. It's not a shocker here. I used beating Purdue on Saturday. That is what I got. It is the first time and the only time for the rest of the season that Purdue is favored to lose. Actually. Purdue is favored to lose. By three points. Perth is so cheesy. That is so stupid. You got the same IU team as last year. No Rob Finnessy. And they've only beat them by three. And this Purdue team is way better than they were last year. They definitely are. Stop. Way. What? I went way better. That team last year was still good. Still was it? I mean, they they were very talented, but they weren't winning anything. Like they were losing dumb games. They lost to IU. They lost to Rutgers. They lost to Rutgers this year. But like, <laughs> they got blown out by Michigan. They lost to Michigan State. I think the talent's not as good in the Big Ten this year. I think that's part of it. Who is gone? From the Big Ten. Jaden Ivey. The teams aren't playing as well. I mean, but there's a lot of them were just the same teams. I was better with Keegan or with Chris Murray. It's the same. I mean, not maybe not better. It's the same team. Northwestern is playing very good. Wisconsin's not very good this year. They were very good last year. Purdue was losing to Wisconsin three times in a row, you know. I think Purdue's, play, Purdue's definitely a better team than they were last year. I mean, better. I don't think way better, but I mean, it's un- I just undisputed it's number one team in the country right now. Like, I'm not gonna deny that at all. Undisputed, unanimous, the first unanimous number one team this year, the Purdue Boilermakers. If you're not riding with the Boilers this weekend, making a mistake, making a mistake. Because a lot of people were riding with MSU and Mackey this week. A lot of people had Michigan over Purdue. Just keep down them. They're going to continue to prove well. 
But yeah, I ain't got one. I'm going to take a week off this college basketball upset. I'm going to do one this week because I need a week to recover from my one last week. So, yeah, I know I've pulled up. There's not a lot of big upset opportunities I, when I was looking. It wasn't 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 too wasn't looking upset heavy, but also you never know when it comes to college basketball. Um, but rounding out the episode today, um, we've already, we touched on it a little bit. The NBA is officiating what's been happening there. That LeBron foul, Patrick Beverly taking the camera up to the ref. Um, I thought was absolutely hilarious. I thought it was more funny seeing his uh, LeBron's reaction. Yeah, that was funny. I just think I just. It sets it sets him the lead back more, not back, but hurts the league. People are LeBron really hurt his picture, his image, and he does it constantly. Hurt the league's image. I don't know. I don't like it for the league. The league's comments on Twitter were just like we're like losing sleep. Like no, I don't think you are. You're definitely not. You're not losing sleep about it. You don't really care, especially the the NBA officiating. Social media moderator, they're not losing any sleep over that myth at all. Didn't they just report that they missed the call and that was it? Yeah, they did. <laughs> they did like the next day or like that night. And but like I don't, I don't know why they do that two minute review stuff. It's pointless. What are you gonna do? If you're not gonna fix anything in the game, why even announce it? You know, they did it to the Bulls like three times this year. But yeah, How that one was Lonzo Ball still has pain in his knee no one knows why he's got opinions from six doctors i just read gonna have to retire he might have to connor said he's never gonna play again but um rising stars have just been announced um i'm hoping benedict he's got that team yeah he is chris duarte was on him last year and he wasn't even that good um <laughs> palo of course ivy's on it benedict matherin keegan murray uh jabari it's still World versus USA in that, or is it, no? It's drafted teams, right? It's um, sophomores, rookies, and you have like G League. I don't know how they're doing it this year. I thought it was they drafted teams. That might be the case. Andrew Nemhard is in it as well. The Zorchs for sure. Um, I mean, not really, I mean, I don't know. I don't think getting in the Rising Stars game is that big of a deal. Oh no, because like everybody gets in it if you play. But if you like don't get in it, like then it's kind of sad. Yeah, it's kind of sad. Especially because now they're taking G League players. Oh, yeah. Turner has signed a new contract. He is staying with the Pacers. Um, I, would, I would die laughing if they, like, turned around and traded him next week. Well, they didn't just release that. They This isn't they, the trade. Yeah, they're going to keep him. But that would be insane if they did that. Miles posted about, tell them to bring me mom back. I don't know. I think um, it was a smart extension, too, because they didn't even extend, like, they didn't add much to his contract. I, I think people have gotten ahead of themselves when it comes to the Pacers. I had a conversation about this yesterday with someone. People are acting like the Pacers are a team that isn't constructed with some very talented players and, like, they are a terrible roster. Like, you have a Miles Turner on the team. I don't know. I don't like the sorry. Like I don't know. That's not a sorry team. And they're finally saying that they're sorry. No, like just like the expectation, like the Eagles or the Pacers, in my eyes, haven't really outplayed expectations. Like they're right where they should be, in terms of like every like everybody's like the Pacers are playing so much better than they should have. Like no, you have Tyrese Halliburton, Miles Turner, Buddy Heal. Like you've got guys that are gonna 
ball night in and night out that are going to have you in between 6 and 12. Like, there's no reason the Pacers show. Those are another star. They're in colors. Oh, she's OG and boobies? No, they just released that the Pacers, Pacers and Mavericks are the two teams trying to look for someone big. I don't know if this. I don't know if I do it this year. I don't know. If, I, I don't know. If it's I think. I think Vegas having the Pacers as the fifteenth, the worst team in the East this year was definitely part of the reason people were like, "Oh, I think they're exceeding expectations." But everybody, everybody who like knew, like if you so like, I'm not surprised. The first half of last season was some of the most boring basketball that you would ever watch, and then out of nowhere, they trade the guy that was. Literally boring everyone. He's doing good now, but still, he plays a boring brand of basketball, which was back in the 90s. Do the pick and rolls, set up in the post, don't do anything. My thing is, is booze. but then you go out and you get a guy who could run the court, for, and then you supply him with people that catch lobs, shoot threes. This team's a lot more suited for the winning in this league. Yeah. And then it's making it a lot more fun to watch them. But suited for this league. How much different is last year's team than the team that was in the playoffs the two years before? The bubble team. How much different are those two teams? Like, they're not that different. Like, there's no reason the Pacers should have been as bad as they were last year. Miles didn't play that much. Uh, the only difference is that TJ Warren was scoring 52. TJ, I mean, you had Halliburton last year. I mean, in the first half, this yeah, even yeah, even at the end of the season, they were playing that good. Buddy wasn't shooting like he is right now. Um, I think Matherin's and all the people got talking about ours, Freed, Buddy Smith. Yeah, I've been a Buddy stan since he arrived in Indy. Everybody was like, "We're just gonna dump his contract. We're gonna dump him. We're gonna get rid of him." Clowns. Buddy is a baller, and he's been a baller since he was back in Oklahoma. I think it was one of those stay on the buddy train. I think it was one of those situations that it's like you have to commit to either or, and if you trade Buddy, what is going Buddy's tank? Buddy's making the second mil- second most on the team right now. Most, I think. I think it's a type of thing. Well, Miles is for this year, but now next year, Buddy will still be. Doesn't doesn't Buddy only have like two years left? Yeah. Yeah. My thing is, is like if Buddy truly wants to stay here, like. Like so whenever, whenever I he is thirty right. Yeah, just let him play it out. Like I would, I would love to have Buddy on the team for like the rest of his career. Like if he wants to stay here and play here, it seems like he's enjoying it. Then like he might have to take a little. Like he's gonna have to take a de- pay decrease, but he's gonna take that wherever he goes. Unless he, I mean, I don't know. He's put no. He, I mean, that's true. He's very much a player that likes to play for bonuses, and you could see that in all of his previous contracts. I just I just think that what they did was stupid in the fact like uh the Kings did, which they paid him a lot, but then also gave him a lot of bonuses to work for, which made him just shoot like crazy in uh, Sacramento, yeah. which caused him to look bad. But now that he's in Indiana, he now could actually play well enough to where he doesn't have to just chuck up threes because He's trying to make money. He can make his money while we're actually winning, and he's looking good. And I, I think I like saw something where he's getting the most opportunities of open looks at three, and but he's shooting it at a really high clip. And most three pointers made in the league. Yeah, and looking at like the Turner, 
contract, like the whole thing, like pictures and video. The team was there to like, it was an off day, but all m- pretty much the entire team came in. The thing that I'm questioning is the people that were there were uh, Jalen Smith, Goga Bataze, and Isaiah Jackson, but what? were there at the press conference. Everyone else was there. At Milestone? Yep. Are you talking about? I was looking at it. Oh, I don't think that's that many. And if you got stuff going on. But they just are They did just release that Goga and Goga is in trade talks right now. Well, he should have been last year, so. Goga shouldn't have been on the roster this year. True. But, no, I don't know. It was good to see all the players there. I mean, I think it's a good group right now. And the way the players are playing, Matherin has somehow, he's playing better now than he did at the start of the season. Like, you can tell he's learning. There's still a lot that he needs to learn, um, but... Yeah, like, how to not be a Devin Booker or a John Morant and you want to hate them for the rest of their NBA careers. That's my only thing on Ben Matherin. He's playing very good, but he's becoming very unlikable very quickly. Okay. Um. Anyways, we're going to go on from that. Somebody's a bit butthurt from a game earlier this year. I've watched Ben Matherin play all year, and I he plays the same way. And it's just I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I thought it since the first time I watched him. He's very good, but he's very cocky, and that's why people don't like Dem Booker. He doesn't. He's I don't know. There's a huge difference between Devin Booker and Ben Matherin, and what Devin Booker has done already. No, and the fact that. When Devin Booker talks, it's actually annoying, but when Ben talks, it's not. Like, the thing that he said, I think the worst thing that he's ever said is the LeBron thing. I'm still upset when the Bulls played the Pacers and the Bulls are up 10 or whatever and Ben Matherin's stealing the ball with no time left and gets fouled and then chirps with Vooch. Like, what do you, like, I'm just, that rubbed me wrong. That's where this stems from and it continues. But, I mean, I feel like that's fair. I don't know. One-on-one on the season between the Pacers and the Bulls. I don't know. I mean, two very similar teams, in my opinion. Yeah. The Bulls' ceiling is not so... I don't know. The Bulls probably have a higher ceiling this year, but for the next couple of years, Pacers are in a better position. But uh, I talked to some people. Um, Looks like our tourists is... Um, trying to make some moves, it seems like. I don't know what the Bulls are going to do. I don't know how you missed. I saw something where no one's on the trade block. I mean, no one's on untouchable. Alex Crusoe's pretty much untouchable. In fact, if they wanted two first-round picks for Alex Crusoe, is like the funniest thing I've ever seen, so he's obviously going to be untouchable. Yeah, I mean, Alex Crusoe starts for, for a lot of teams. I don't He's very good. But people were complaining that Turner wasn't worth a first-round pick at the beginning of the year. And I wouldn't know. Caruso. Do you think Caruso is more was more valuable at the beginning of the year? There has been things at the, yes at the beginning of the year yes, and yes based if you take how Miles Turner has played versus how Alex Caruso has played now Miles Turner is worth a lot more than a lot of players in the NBA, but at that point of the season no one knew what Miles Turner was going to come back and be, and what he could do and I mean like. He, like, I don't know, he wasn't, like, that good. Like, it wasn't, it didn't look hot, great for him. 
you know what you're getting with Alex Crusoe. He's on ball. He's going to play hard. But he'll be nothing more than a role player. I'm, I mean, isn't that what Miles Turner is? I mean, he's just a role player at this point. He's a big man. He's going to get his boards. And here's how I look at it. Neither of those guys are going to be the, the, the piece for a team. So I don't know how you can value one of them over the other. Alex Crusoe is never going to be an all-star. Miles Turner has the potential to be an all-star. I don't think so. I don't think Miles Turner will ever be an all-star again. Again, he never has. Been. Has he been an all-star? No. I don't. Yeah, he has the potential. I don't think. I don't think we can play potential here. I mean, I mean, at right now, you look at the two players, and Miles Turner is worth ten times. Yes, we said that. But at the in the beginning of the season, no way you could have said that at all. You couldn't have argued that that Miles Turner was worth more. You know, a team like the Bulls at the beginning of the season, Miles Turner may have been worth more. At the beginning of the season, who would the Pacers have rather had, though? The beginning of this season? Yeah. Miles Turner? You really think so? Why the heck would we want how, what Caruso? If I'm saying if you have a different center. If you have any other center. What do you mean? Like, you take away, you have... I would put ten, all those positions. The top ten center in this league. Okay, but we're talking about the beginning of the season when no one was sure what Miles Turner would still put him at top 15. I would. Bro, he's led the league in block shots we're, more than two years. In a, okay, but and, Andre Drummond has done that too. and Andre Drummond isn't scoring like Turner is. Yeah! Miles Turner was bad for a couple, a year. For the last year, he hasn't been good until now. Like, he hasn't been playing good. Like, Alex Caruso was solid. Alex Caruso was crucial in the Bear in the Bulls playoff run. I mean, losing him for the whole last season changed everything for that team. They were the one seed going into January last year, and they finished at six. Losing Alex Caruso was giant. Like, Alex Caruso meant way more to the Bulls team last year and at the beginning of this year than, than Miles Turner did to the Pacers last year. That might be the worst take I've ever heard you say. Really? Because they, I mean, they didn't have him, but what were the Pacers going to win with him? Pacers, if Miles Turner didn't get injured, the Pacers would have won more games with Miles Turner than they would have with Alex Kirk. They wouldn't have got Ben Matherin. That's not what we're discussing. Listen, where the Bulls were last year and where they were at the beginning of the year, Alex Caruso was worth more than Miles Turner was to the Pacers. Yes or no? How is that wrong? You're comparing a you're comparing a point guard to a starting center. And Alex Caruso starts. He should be a bench point. You wouldn't start if there was a different start. If there was a different point guard there, no, he would not start in the Pacers. I'd Absolutely here. I would put Ben Matherin. I would put. I would put Alex Andrew Nemhard over. No, you would not. No, yes, you I would. would. Yes, I would. All right, now it's, well, wait, it's what you. Who would you? Who would you, would you take? Right? Now. You were so biased. You absolutely would not put Andrew Nemhard over Alex Crusoe. That is very insane. All right, I was a little off with my Alex Crusoe over Miles Turner, but you would not be starting Andrew Nemhard over Alex Crusoe in any sh- any shot this year. No shot would you start him over him, or right, Nemhard over Caruso. Right, it's the difference in the stats between the two. Now we're gonna get into the stats. No, I just wanted to know. No, I, I'm actually like genuinely curious. 
All right, Alex Caruso right now is averaging 5.6 points per game on 43% shooting. What's his steals? Because he's known as more of a defensive player, in my opinion. Uh, we'll look at Nemhard's stats real quick before that. Nemhard in his rookie season is averaging 8 points on 42.5, on 42% shooting. Okay, and you've got a Tyrese Halliburton versus a 20 points a game, Zach Levine, 20 points a game, DeMar, 14 or 15 points. Alex Caruso's having the ball in his hands. Nemhard's not even having the ball in his hands right now. I'm- Tyrese is averaging 20, Miles Turner's averaging 19, uh, Buddy Heald's averaging 19. I don't... I know what the Bulls have, and I know what the Pacers have, and I know what the opportunity that Alex Caruso gets to score versus what Nemhard does. Alex Caruso is a better player right now than Andrew Nemhard. Statistically, no, but like you said, he's a defensive player. He's a defensive stud. Nemhard will have a better career. Nemhard will probably pass him by the end of the year. But right now, no shot. You're starting Andrew Nemhard over Alex Caruso. Zero shot. And I'm not even saying like there's a gap that's big between them. They're very close. Look. I no shot you're starting Andrew Nemhart over at now. That's just We've gotten into argument over second round point guards. <laughs> I'm just saying like I was I mean I wasn't really expecting that today on the episode, you know? I'm not going to tolerate it. You can hate on anybody, but not Alex Caruso. Just because Alex Caruso dunks doesn't Caruso. make him an all, uh, like this all bully player. Notice someone else brought up the dunks. I didn't even bring it up. The kid's a stud if you watch him play. Like I said, the Bulls were a one seed in January last year. He got hurt, and then they finished in the sixth seed. That tells you how much. Well, he's healthy this year, and they're even worse. Okay, but they I'd say Valenzo. Now Ben's just bringing. No, you're just bringing dumb stuff into this league. It's the truth, though. Okay, but at that point last year, how the team was playing, you can't compare them. Oh, my goodness, Connor, you're... What is different with the team this year from last year? Player-wise, roster-wise. Just I, Lonzo. Lonzo's out. Like, like, I don't know. I don't know why they're playing bad, but, like, uh, I don't know. Like, this is how they're never handled. Well... We're going to end it on that note for this episode of the From the Rafters podcast. Getting in to some heat of the NBA. Um, wouldn't be surprised if there's more to come, especially with football ending here. So expect some more NBA content to be coming in the future. But we appreciate you tuning in for another episode of the From the Rafters podcast. We'll see you all next week. Bye. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of From the Rafters podcast. If you're not already, follow us on Twitter at FromTheRafters for all updates and alerts you're not going to want to miss.